bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the weekend coronavirus politics, like we're talking about reality TV. Happy four year oh. anniversary, Mamau. Ma. Whoa. Let's let, do wow. a little clink. Happy anniversary. Four years ago, mm. four score and four years ago Uh-oh. this week, we officially premiered this podcast. With the help of Britton Shea and the company who makes Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. We started this podcast the day after Hillary Clinton lost in 2016. And in four years, everything changed and nothing changed. <laughs> but I know we never could have imagined something as incredible as Kamala Harris. And we never could have imagined something as hideous as coronavirus. It's true. But here we are. And I'm grateful that we had each other. And this podcast to ride out the storm with our 14 fucking listeners. Four years to all of us. Wow. You know, in a year, when we look back at these last four years (laughs) slash five years, we're going to get to say that together, whether it's me and you or, you know, whoever's listening, all of us together went through Trump. Yeah. We went through Trump. We went through ups and downs. And we have heard from people who have gone through horrific horrendous things we've been in and out of our feelings and we're all still here that's right i just want to add that we started this podcast on a three-week cleanse oh god we started the three-week cleanse on the monday after thanksgiving 2016 because we did two practice podcasts remember with oh yes Mm -hmm. and then we had our first debut which was this week Mm -hmm. we were still on the cleanse like the first episode's called like they're still on the cleanse and trump is president (laughs) or some shit we are starting that same cleanse again tomorrow which is basically the Mm. tuesday after thanksgiving 2020 Mm -hmm. but today we are celebrating our four-year anniversary with a champagne (laughs) toast courtesy of our girl liz pills liz pills sent to us two tiny little mini champagne bottles and she sent us some Sour Trolls, the America mix. The America mix. <laughs> America. And Liz, it couldn't have been at a better time because we were in our guilt having overdone everything on Thanksgiving. Uh, we made an, a beautiful Thanksgiving. And then <laughs> I proceeded to eat it all in the last three days. And I have to say, we drank everything in the city. Uh, we did every drug in the city. I mean, we ate every piece of poultry in the city <laughs> and potato and stuffing mix and everything you can do. And we were just like, why are we garbage? <laughs> That's right. I mean, right? Yeah. It's like our four year anniversary. Liz sent the mini chomps 
and we fucking we immediately were like, why not, Liz? Why not, Liz? <laughs> Listen, why not go out into the cleanse with a with a with a chomps bang? We do the D herbs, D H E R B S three week full body cleanse. We are starting tomorrow. If anyone wants to join, you can go on <laughs> dherbs.com and mm-hmm. get that shit. Okay, it's on. We do it. Mammals IBS gets. On fleek, okay, and fuego fleek, and it's such a joy. It is a joy. I mean, I couldn't leave the house before, and now we have to plan every single thing. <laughs> it's can't. like maybe you shouldn't take tonight's herbs because we have somewhere to be in the morning. Yeah, and or you can't uh, risk it. Uh, uh, you can't risk you shitting the front seat. <laughs> Things such as what did Liz say? Julie and Brandy, quit counting and get celebrating. I found out about Jojo and Kiki while driving, and I stuck my head right out the window and screamed with joy, went right to a girlfriend's house and drank a bottle of Andre. Gross. But I didn't give a fuck. I toasted our <laughs> Good fr- old Andre Brute. <laughs> uh-huh. I toasted our first female president. I mean, a VP. And to you both for leading us through these four years with laughs and anxiety. So I just had to send these mini bottles of chomps. Hope they make it. How 2020 would that be if they break? Liz, I just want to interject. <laughs> um, we have your picture on the drug den bullets board. I'm currently looking at it with your cat. You're such an angel. It was perfectly 2020 because one <laughs> broke and one didn't, Liz. And one bottle of mini chomps mm. wasn't going to do it. So we took out your card, which is paper. We put it up on some clothespins on a line yeah. and we let it air drives like we just yeah. tried to make sure we could read it still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i had to go buy more chomps so we could have the mini and then one full size yeah. and it was just like 2020 you know what i mean it's like you take the good with the bad it's and you take them both and there you have the facts of fucking life my <laughs> man. the facts of fucking life okay <laughs> back to liz i just feel like i have to have a drink with you both for this moment so enjoy also, to your regular weed listeners, get on the Patreon bandwagon already. The time <laughs> I've wasted watching Paula Dean quarantine cooking when I should have been working, no regrets because the show's insane. And I owe that to the Patreon. And being someone who easily faints, your QVC recap had me laughing. Actually laughing for the first time since March. Thanks for doing the Lord's work. Here's to f- more years in our feelings. Always heart Liz Pills. Well, that's... Lovely. Really sweet, Liz. We love the whole thing. Meow Meow obviously loves a sour gummy moment. Love. I love an alcohol moment. <laughs> I love a a wet card. Yeah. The whole thing was I mean, perfect yeah. for us. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We love you so much. Thank you for literally going to toast Kamala fucking Harris and thinking of us and toasting us. That warmed my heart more than a lot of things in 2020. Just thinking about somebody, thinking about us. We were thinking about all of you guys and we were all in that together and it's so sweet. I just thank you, Liz. Now, we also got an actual postcard, not a picture postcard, my mail, an actual <laughs> postcard like someone's on vacation and they're like, like someone's on vacation <laughs> in the 19th century. Yeah. Sending postcards. Right. Mm. Um, it's it's Terry Sapp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently living in the in the 20th century, which ah. would have been in the 1900s. Right. And sent us a post two postcards from Colorado. Oh. The little note saying that she's been in her feelings since last September and that she's going to send us an update. Oh. We're constantly bopping in and out of the feelings. So we'll be <laughs> waiting to hear what's going on with Terry Sapp right now. She's cruising around Colorado mm. on vacation, doing what you're supposed to do when you're in your feelings, like indulge, indulge, cry while you're riding like an ATV in the snow or whatever the fuck, <laughs> you know, just doing weird shit, hiking and crying into the sky. Yeah. Why didn't I do this before? <laughs> yeah. So, meow, meow, Pat mm. Kelly, mm-hmm. who has 
in fact been a part of our Patreon family from the very first month that we started back in August 2017. Mm. She finally sent us her picture for the Drugged In Bulletin Board. And she also sent us some gift cards and a very, very touching letter. She sent Meow Meow a gift card to 7-Eleven. <laughs> and favorite. me a gift card to Ulta, which is my favorite. And I just want to say, side note, to Lauren J., our favorite Texas-Hawaiian TikToker. Lauren, the 7-Eleven card that you sent to Meow Meow is only good for 7-Elevens in Hawaii. <laughs> As much as we want to pretend that Reed is going to let us wear masks and stay with his sexy parents in Honolulu, we probably will not get to go to Hawaii anytime soon. That goes against every vision board I've ever had. No, it's your place. I'm always going to go to Hawaii in the next month or so, mm-hmm. even though I never do. But Lauren, we need to send you that 7-Eleven gift card back. That's actual money. Yeah. It's literal actual money. Yeah. We are not going to throw it in the trash. No. We're going to send it back to you. You can go on down and you, do what Mamma would do. Get yourself some <laughs> beer, get yourself some corn nuts, and get yourself some fucking beef jerky and walk the fuck out of there with your head held high, okay? That's, That's what we right. need from you. That's right. So we're not going to let it go to waste, okay? And we are so jank. We did try to call 7-Eleven corporate and it didn't pan out. So we're sending it back. We don't want to hear another word. You're going to send us your address and we'll mm-hmm. send it back to you. Yeah. And we'll be happy knowing that you lived Meow Meow's best sodium ridden <laughs> life from 7-Eleven. That's right. Okay, so this is from Pat Kelly. Who mm. also sent us the 7-Eleven and the Ulta she, the right. c- cards. Thank you so much, Pat. Julian Brandy. I consider myself one of the original 14. I'm not sure exactly when I joined your fandom, but I remember loving you guys on Johnny's Gay Pimpin' Podcast and being super excited when you announced the In Your Box Office web series, of which I have watched every episode multiple times. My favorite is the Michigan Women's Music Festival one. <laughs> I followed you guys. <laughs> we all have boobs and all, <laughs> all our boobs are okay. I followed you guys for a long time and have incorporated so many of your Julie and Brandyisms into my daily vocabulary. I love your podcast, not just because you're both fucking hilarious, but because your friendship and the way you are with one another is inspiring and has always reminded me a little of me and my own best friend. She's dumb and I'm gay. I have meant to send a picture for the Drug Den bulletin board for literally like fucking years now. I guess I'm finally writing to you because 2020 has truly done me dirty. I've worked in a nursing home for 15 years. Overnight in March, I went from a job caring for so many residents I had developed a deep bond with over the years to working in a makeshift morgue. I lost so many people I cared about all at once. It was surreal. All the horrible shit you see in the news, it happened at my facility. The tasks we had to do to keep shit running so we didn't lose everyone were brutal. And then three weeks ago, I lost my dad, who was one of my best friends to pancreatic cancer. He was diagnosed in August and died the day before my birthday in October. On top of my grief, his death has created a ton of real world problems for me, like housing insecurity and being the sole caregiver to my very sick mom. 2020 has been a fucking nightmare for me and your podcasts. I've listened to every single one of the $1 Patreon ones and almost all of the DGPs have been such a bright spot and source of comfort. Since my dad died, I've had trouble with silence. Having your voices with me to keep me company has made it feel like I have two friends with me. This year has been so difficult and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making me laugh at a time in my life when nothing seems funny and everything hurts. Thank you for making this year bearable. Please accept these shitty gift cards. They aren't that they aren't the personalized thoughtful gifts I wish I was sending you and they aren't for enough money, but it is literally all I can swing right now and I wanted to do something for you guys. Also encloses a picture my dad took of me. It might be a weird choice, but I feel like I look like myself in it and I look happy. Thanks so much for sharing your insights, humor, stories, and really just so much of yourselves with us. 
Listening to your podcast genuinely feels like spending time with two friends, and that has been invaluable during the pandemic. Please take care of yourselves and each other and have a happy holiday season. Pat Kelly. Okay, so it's the fucking holidays. I've been noticing that we don't want to stay on our diet. <laughs> Do we? It was good for a little bit, and it was like going really good. Yeah. And then um, I'm telling you, it's the holidays. It's like, hmm. fuck it. There's treats everywhere. Oh, There's the yeah. the desire to make the treats. Oh. You know how we love wild bars. Love. My plan is to try and do the intermittent fasting. Yes. Like not have any treats. Fuck breakfast. We don't even fuck with that anyway. Nope. But not have like some kind of like amazing lunch. <laughs> like just push it through. <laughs> have a wild bar around two Yes. And this is after having however many 19,000 cups of coffee anyone's going to have. And uh -huh. then early dinner. And I don't care if it's Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, Hanukkah dinner. Mm -hmm. I don't care what dinner it is. Mm -hmm. Having that shit at like five. Yeah, because it really is. It has truly worked for me to not eat at night. Well, the only thing that can ever get anyone through till dinner is the wild bar. It's 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 a fact isn't it's a it, miracle it should be called yeah. the miracle wild bar we know sharon houston our friend <laughs> mm -hmm. freaking ordered them yep. sharon's gonna do this shit with us through the holidays <laughs> the guy the dude i don't know whoever made these it's like his whole thing is that he wanted to make a bar that had less than 10 ingredients mm. and more than 10 grams of protein oh. and he wanted you to be able to see like oh look there's a nut and you can you go those are the seeds there's the whatever the sweet thing the blueberry the <laughs> yeah. pineapple the strawberry the whatever on um, those are detoxifying you it's so good i love them i love them i love them and it does help and they are filling and it is nutty seedy fruity delicious you chew it you're you Ugh. get tired chewing you get the feeling that you ate you're full that's that you and ate that's something my, real and that's my favorite thing yeah i need to have something where i'm chewing it like I a caveman. despise those fucking chocolate protein bars. They're all powdery and weird. And it's like, yes. what is this? Yeah, it's got that weird flavor. Yeah. And it's like all like a nougat. But it's like a weird nougat. But this is delicious. It's so good. I got it, like I said, at like some kind of fucking CrossFit gym. <laughs> I mean, it's as if somebody who cares about you made this in their oven. Yes, that's exactly. You're exactly right. It's like your mom. Yeah. Made you snacks for the week for you to be able right. to, to have like or it's almost like a meal. It can be a meal replacement, too. That's what's so That's great what about we're them. doing. Exactly. So for if it, you are trying to diet or lose weight or tone up or whatever it is, these bars are phenomenal. They really, truly, truly, truly are. And it makes you feel like like you're doing it, too. It, you know what I mean? Oh, like, like you're doing life. You know what? I'm doing me. I'm doing life. Yeah. Fuck you, Jack in the Box. Don't yep. try and come in my eyes. Yep. I'm not having a Ziploc baggie filled with nuts. No. That is that is some 90s technology. <laughs> take your fucking bag of nuts. Even take your prepackaged Trader Joe's bag of cashews and whatever and almonds. No. This mm -hmm. is all of it. It's all of all it. All of it. You can have it after working out. You can have it before working out. That is the great thing. Sometimes I'm, before I work out, I'm like, I want to eat, but I shouldn't. And if I do, then I won't work out. But if you eat a wild bar, you can eat it and then work out. Yeah, I've eat half, save the other half. So you can be like, I can get a treat right when I'm done. All I have to do is do this and I can get the other half of my bar. So if you want to go on a wild bar journey and you have to, go to wildbar.co, that's wildbar.co, 
and enter promo code DUMBGAY15 at checkout and you're going to get 15% off your entire order. You have got to do it. Once again, that's wildbar.co.co. Enter promo code DUMBGAY15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. All right, now it's time for our new favorite segment, JoJo and Kiki. <laughs> Lock the doors, lower the blinds, fire up the smoke machine, and put on your heels. Because I know exactly what we need. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Lock the doors. Hey. JoJo and Kiki. Motherfucker. I'm going to let you have it. JoJo and Kiki. I want to have a Kiki. Die. All right, so this is our new opening segment referring to none other than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We're hoping that this will be our opening segment for the next four years, but before we can feel confident in that future, Trump has got to get the fuck out of Dodge, which he has yet to agree to do. Correct. Not only has that piece of shit not conceded, over the weekend he had the fucking audacity <sighs> to call into Fox News in his first quote-unquote interview since the election and he doubled down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. For some reason, he chose to call into the Fox Business Channel and talk to Maria Bartiromo, who people claim used to be a reputable business reporter, like Mabu Stephanie <laughs> Rule, okay? But now she's just a troll with chunky highlights guzzling Trump's faces. That's right. So Meow Meow was out here on Sunday taking one for the team by listening to this entire interview. Yes. I tried to dip my toe in and be there for her, but it was so fucking toxic and annoying, <laughs> yeah. and I myself am so fucking toxic and annoying <laughs> that I couldn't even do it. So, Meow Meow, like I said, took one for the team again and curated the best clips for my and y'all's listening pleasure. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard parts of this interview on Facebook or the news or what fucking ever, as have I. But the shit was like 45 minutes yeah, long. Yeah. And if I know anything after four years of Trump, it's that there's more to love than meets the MSNBC <laughs> pre-approved sound bites. That's, okay? that's true. <laughs> so with a skill set derived of years of doing comedy and spending time with sociopaths, a.k.a. <laughs> myself, <laughs> I tried to pinpoint the most disturbing and hilarious parts of Trump's act. I mean interview <laughs> and i'm gonna play them for you and get your hot take so are these in chronological order not really but they are in order of my favorites okay so the must the must listens however i want you to know that we are starting out with the actual very beginning of the interview oh good i thought it was important for people to hear mary bartolomo right's voice all right well drop it like it's hot bitch okay so here's the first clip okay Mr. President, you've said many Jesus. times that this election <laughs> was rigged, hot. that there was much fraud. Wow. And the facts are on your side. Let's start Sorry. there. Yes. Please go through the facts. Characterize what took Jesus. place. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to start by saying the whole world is watching and nobody can believe what they're saying. <laughs> and you have leaders of countries that call me and say that's the most messed up election we've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, you start with these machines that have been suspect, not allowed to be used in Texas. Reports have been put out. We have affidavits on from many people talking about what went on with machines. They had glitches. Wow, you know machines. what a glitch is? A glitch is supposed to be when a machine breaks down. Well, no, we had glitches where they moved thousands of votes from my account 
to Biden's account. And these are glitches. So they're not glitches. They're theft. They're fraud. Absolute fraud. So um, I want you to know that I did do fact checking after all of this. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Um, Not one thing he said was true. She's like, Judge Jeanine Pirro mixed with Nancy Grace. Yes. The level of heat that she's entering the stage with, she's on fire. On fire. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's like that the whole time. Now, he talks most of the time, and she just lets him ramble, ramble, ramble. Who's Rasheed? One of his mistresses? (laughs) If I could have, if I had, had had the time and could have calculated how many times he said, the word fraud and this election is rigged. You know, I, I, I think I realized how they do mind control <laughs> is. Oh, it's just like hammering, 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 hammering until you're yep. believing it. Yeah. Uh, I, the snatches that I've heard, I was like, wow, this guy's good. I Beyond. mean, he is convincing me. He's got a casual way of talking. Yep. He's just like, it's crazy. He's just talking. It's it's. It's like persuasive speech. It it's goes persuasive in your, speech, yeah, it goes and he is a master at it. To your brain, a, like a little mind bug that yep. flies deep into your brain, and then it it's, takes hold of your shit. It's You're right. Like, it's mind control. He goes on to talk about the election being rigged. All of it's a fraud. The pollsters, and as we know, the Trump administration has tried to bring many case court cases about this fraud, and he wants to go to the Supreme Court. So this is her asking about the evidence that they have. What other evidence can you talk about that will enable you to prove this in court in the coming weeks, sir? Well, we're trying to put the evidence in and the judges won't allow us to do it. We are trying, we have so much evidence. You probably (laughs) saw it Wednesday of last week. We had a hearing in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. It was an incredible hearing. Unbelievable witnesses, highly respected people. Always. The biggest politician, the biggest leaders. He would not fuck her with someone else's dick. She is so annoying. She's giving me IBS. Sir! Just wow! And I feel like he wants her to be obnoxious because he becomes the soothing safe haven in the conversation. Even though it's not even a conversation, it's him talking at her. Right. But she's so goddamn fucking abrasive that he becomes like the person you want to just snuggle into and be like, who's the crazy la- witch lady? He never <laughs> yeah. has any fucking details. He doesn't not have any. Name, so, not a single name or nuance to the supposed evidence, the tremendous evidence. So that is a major thing if you go to look it up there. So he says that these people called him. He says big people called him. He said they have all this evidence. We have the greatest court case. This is for boo, boo, boo. not one, not <laughs> one specific Thing. He couldn't cite one specific, not even a name. So he keeps talking about the evidence and how much evidence they have. And they have all this evidence and the greatest evidence. And there's so much evidence. And it's so it's the biggest evidence you've ever had. Right. This to me was a very, 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 very telling moment. So he goes on to talk about the lawsuits. And I'm just going to I'm going to play this. OK, but we're not allowed to put in our proof. They say you don't have standing. I said, I'd like to file to the lawyers. I would like to file one nice, big, beautiful lawsuit. Talking about this and many other things with tremendous proof. We have have affidavits. We have hundreds and hundreds of affidavits, like the people that you saw the other day in Pennsylvania, willing to sign under penalty of perjury, you go to jail. I wanted to file one suit. Donald J. Trump, president of the United States against you know and and put everything in a one simple suit 
and they say, sir, you don't have standing. I say, I don't have standing. You mean as president of the United States, I don't have standing. What kind of a court system is this? And that is the crux, in my opinion, of his entire presidency. Existence. His existence. How could the Supreme Court not see me, Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States? I don't have standing. He couldn't even he couldn't even finish Donald J. Trump against or versus who? There's he, no there there. There is no there there. He wants one big, beautiful lawsuit to go to the Supreme Court for them to say, you know what? You're right. You're president still. That's right. it. That's it. That's it. Also, the phrase you don't have standing. It's that is also in and of itself so vague because they don't even know how to tell him your request doesn't exist. <laughs> right. That's what they mean there. It's not you don't have standing as you or whoever or this or that. It's that that which you seek isn't reality. <laughs> exactly. You fucking tool. Exactly. I just want to like sue like the world. Like, can I just Rudy, Rudy, can I just like do like papers where I go, I'm suing you and then I can just hand it to anyone and I can just sue anyone in the entire world that I want. I have a bunch of. Um, affidavits. Yeah, I just, just have all these affidavits. fucking <laughs> desperate, hungry tigers who want to fill out anything and lie about anything. Mm -hmm. Morally bankrupt garbage trolls. They'll say anything for me. Why can't I just sue everyone? I mean, bitch, because, <laughs> because. And they're just like, you don't have standing. They tried to think of anything they could say when really they wanted to go, bitch, because, yeah. because. <laughs> Exactly. Bitch because Bitch because I mean Bitch because you ain't the king No And you know the shit's not corrupt You know the shit's not rigged You know the shit's not fraud You know it for a fact Cause you were fine to take the presidency In 2016 It wasn't rigged then But now it's rigged right. In six states that are swing states Where you're not getting the votes that you want He knows he's lying Okay They all know And you know There's a bunch of shit in this We just don't have time Where you've probably read Or heard or watched Where they talk about The poll watchers And the poll watchers Are kicked out And the poll watchers Are kicked out of the voting rooms And, and they're, they're sacred Oh and the Whoa. poll watchers Are sacred And the poll watchers are They were taken out by thugs And the democrats are cheating And the democrats Pulled people out By the by the scruff of the neck Or whatever And it's like Have you met a democrat <laughs> They don't do that We would kill We literally wish Democrats were Cop blocking poll workers yeah. They're not they're probably trying to fucking convert them and arguing about Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> it's not what Democrats do. And also the poll watchers, the sanctioned poll watchers were all there. What they're talking about are those poo-poo boys who they yeah. want to pay to go in and be mercenaries. The and they're acting like dicks. those are poll watchers. Yeah. They're lying. They're spinning. Now this one, this one is great because this is really trying to get to the, to the, to the, to the fear of the people listening to the, to the Fox News. And the only way this is going to be safe is paper votes. Even the mailmen, look, uh. the mailmen are carrying thousands of ballots back and forth, back and forth. There are many mailmen that are in big trouble right now for selling ballots, getting rid of ballots. Mm. This selling. is the craziest thing <laughs> you've on. ever seen. But uh, well, many, ballots, me many ballots with the name Trump on were thrown out. Oh. You've read that. They found ballots in a river uh. with the name Trump on from the military. Hopefully there were some dead bodies in there, too. And they were floating in a river. They found ballots <laughs> under rocks that had the name Trump on. <laughs> under rocks. They were signed. Someone they were signed picked up a boulder. <laughs> we won the election easily. There were Are ballots. Are they talking about Trump as in the return address? He's talking or about Trump who they voted for. He's imagining that there's a, a cartoon type ballot. Yeah. Or he's trying to 
because he knows what it is. Yeah. So he's trying to act like there's a cartoon like ballot with the name Trump written in Sharpie marker yeah, all the way at the top. Mark. Right. Yeah. And it's under a rock and floating in a river. Now, where all the skeletons go. Please. I'm just going to say this. If please. And you know what? Kudos to any and all postal service workers who took bribes, <laughs> sold ballots, <laughs> bought ballots, d- threw ballots in a river. Maybe you shouldn't have <sighs> cut their pay. Maybe coming yeah. in hot old Bartitoloma should have said, <laughs> well, sir, you shouldn't have cut their pay then, sir. Of course, they're fucking selling ballots. And in California, they found a pile in someone's backyard. I'm quite sure in California, those didn't have Trump on it. <laughs> I'm quite sure they sir. did not. A lot of the fraud, the majority of the fraud that we heard about, and maybe it's just because we live in California, it all happened here. Well, and also who is putting fake ballot boxes, by the way, Republican? Yeah. I mean, it's just the Democrats didn't send poo-poo boys. The Democrats didn't <laughs> send mercenary boys. The Democrats didn't send KKK boys. They didn't send any of that bullshit. That uh. was all you, Trump. All you Trump Republicans, that was all motherfucking you. Let me play this last one for you. Okay. Please, because this is speaks to what we're saying. You know, when you have people who don't agree with you, Jesus. they think it's just fine to throw they bricks through your window hard. and force small businesses to board up. Are you right. worried okay. about unrest and rioting should the Supreme Court agree with you? The people that we have and the people that are so committed to this, like, like I've never seen. I think almost they have more Someone spirit now did. than they do even before right? the election. All of the people, these are not rioting types, but they are stronger. No they are smarter. <laughs> they are so, more successful. Antifa is bad oh, news. Trump, Nobody wants to do anything you. with Antifa except me. If I wasn't here, here. Antifa oh. would be running this country right now. They'd be running the country. Really? They always like to blame the radical right. It's not mm-hmm. the radical right. It's the radical left, radical and it's left. largely Antifa and groups like this, and nobody wants to even talk about them. They nobody don't? wants to talk about what they're doing in Portland and what they're doing in Chicago and what they're okay. doing in New York, and they club people over the heads when nobody's looking, and then <laughs> nobody talks about it. They club people over the head when they're not looking, okay? Do you think Lisa Maxwell and Katie Murs are out there in Antifa <sighs> in Portland taking, like, Night sticks and bashing motherfuckers over the head. Uh, like, I, I, Watch I, it, bitch! Yeah. We're in Antifa! <laughs> Dumb gay politics forever! Antifa motherfuckers! I mean, come on, guy. Come All on. we are saying <laughs> is Antifa is meow. <laughs> I love that anti- they're clubbing people over the head like they're baby seals. At this point, I would actually be surprised if any... I, I mean, the Republicans and I would say Trump supporters pass this around on social media. But as for the actual bug nuts that watched it, I'm going all meow meow type Democrats <laughs> that were sitting there watching it just like, come on. Yeah, I with mean, mouth open, with fact checking, yeah. with 10 computers open. Right. And when you and think about all these... mongering. People are like, oh my God, he's communist. Mongering. They're taking these fascists. And, and Antifa... And it's also like Antifa is supposed to be anti-fascist. That's their whole point is that they're against fascism. They're fighting against fascism. The group doesn't even have like a meeting place. It's not an actual <laughs> thing. It's and granted fine. They did it in Berkeley. And yeah, the whole that whole thing is annoying. I don't want you telling me what I can say at a college. I don't want you burning out uh, garbage cans at the college. Fuck off. We don't want you. Go away. That's true. And Go they did. away. Seems like they did. However, they're not clubbing people over the head. They're not trying to run the country. They're not doing what the white supremacists are doing. They're just not. The radical left doesn't exist. It doesn't exist.
Okay, now we get to hang out with two comedians and talk some shit. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's how I got famous, talking shit. And I'ma keep talking shit. I'ma keep talking shit till the day I die, bitch. Matter of fact, I'ma record something. So when I'm dead and I'm in a casket, I'ma be on a fucking radio talking shit like, yeah, at my funeral, let me tell you about these motherfuckers. Okay, this is our segment called Talking Shit. It's a brand new segment that we created for guests in the top 1%. Top 1% of what, you ask? Well, gayness and funniness. Only the funniest and gayest people alive on the planet will be allowed to do this segment. And to be clear, just because someone is gay doesn't mean they are in the top 1%. Like, for example, if our Lord and Savior, Joshua Christ, ever granted (laughs) us a miracle in the form of Senator Lindsey Graham agreeing to be on this podcast, she would definitely be in this segment. Mm -hmm. Because Lindsey Graham is one of the funniest and gayest people alive, period. Um, of course. So it goes without saying that our guests today are hilarious and homosexual to the Maximus. They are stand-up comics who are real-life friends, and they have a podcast called Inside the Closet. Please welcome Emma Wilman and Mateo Lane. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey. Thank you for having us. Okay, so we're super excited to talk shit with you guys. For our audience, for our 14 listeners, they need a frame of (laughs) reference on where you guys fall on the political spectrum from Bernie Sanders to Joe Biden. How liberal, since you guys are the gayest of the gay, but how liberal are you? I don't even know how to answer that question. I'm somewhere somewhere between Bernie Sanders and Susan Boyle. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's pretty liberal. I think that's pretty, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm old in a sundress and uh, somehow we'll end up talking to Simon Cowell. That's like my political stance. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So my parents are super liberal. Like mm. I growing up, it was like my mom. I just have some of my earliest memories of her being like Ronald Reagan, you know, planted crack and he is the <laughs> devil. That's who the devil is. I don't know if you know, but he that's him. The devil Reagan <laughs> and my <laughs> my dad, my parents had a very messy divorce. But the only thread of commonality they have is just this extreme liberalness hmm. so I think I almost developed like a counter intuition in relation to that, that makes sense. but I'm not I'm not informed so <laughs> like <laughs> great I, I want the best I really do like I, I want the best anti-racist all the things trying to I want the best but I don't know what form that always takes so I am liberal but I also can be very like self-interested and greedy too like like if yeah. I was like oh I don't want to like you know, I can, ah, like if someone was like, well, if you voted this way, you'll get more money. I think I would still trust myself to do the thing for the greater good, but then I don't know. So I don't know what that <laughs> makes me, but I do know that I don't know. I'm not very informed, but I'm liberal. What to you answer said. it, I'm liberal. What you should yeah, do. I, I, what, what I was we, giving a joke answer. I'm liberal. <laughs> I'm t- I am liberal, but I, I don't know. I wish I knew more. I don't, I, I, when I say that, it's I, not coming I'm from very. I'm very politically aware. I watch the news every day. He I'm is. very, I read the New York Times. Like, I'm very, like, I like to follow what's happening. I tried moving my residency to Vegas so I wouldn't have to pay income tax. Then I, <laughs> that's next level. That's good. So, that's good. <laughs> but, but what I did was like the 101 version where I just got a mailbox there, which is a business PO box, which doesn't work. And then there was like 
five months where I wasn't getting any mail because it was all going to fucking Vegas. <laughs> and then I was totally screwed. Yeah. And then my whole thing fell to shit. So, but I'll try to do sneaky things like that. Bought some Bitcoin. I think that's definitely, I think if most people were honest, they would fall in that. I think everyone wants to keep their money. Everyone, yeah. especially in a certain tax bracket or when you don't make a ton of money, you want right. to keep all your money. Yeah. And I think a lot of people feel that way, but we are. If churches get to not pay taxes, Oh, isn't that the biggest bullshit on the face? Churches offer us nothing. Yeah, nothing. what do you think about that? And they that? don't have to yeah. pay taxes. They're like, we help poor people. Well, then why don't you pay their taxes? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? You, this is so backwards and stupid. Uh, it's we, so dumb. We are That's a, huge proponents of, like, taking away tax-exempt status. We're even for it for charities. Fuck really? tax exemption. Because they're still making a profit. They pay their... Believe employees yeah. they have i just don't understand why large companies do not pay taxes like why isn't well, apple and well exactly what and that's the problem well, and that's the problem they're, yeah they're it's like we're arguing charges. over a church and a, a mother with two kids and no father and apple's like but there would be trillions of dollars back into the system mm -hmm. but the argument is because if the, then they'll say okay well we'll just go over here and then the infrastructure that it creates but they've already would, done it they've yeah, I mean it, it's tough. That's a that's a tough one because then you get it with globalization. It's like we, then it just all gets all fucked up. And it kind of doesn't make sense because Republicans manage to make companies people. They manage to say a company is a person, and we get these rights, and so they get all these different rights because they can say it's a person. Yet the one thing that they don't have to do as a person or persons is pay taxes. Right. So it's <laughs> yeah. this weird backwards right. thing to put money in certain people's pockets, and the rest of us are fucked. I well, think like our Apple education sucks. moved their residents to Vegas. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they do though. That you just see Emma's mailbox and Apple. <gasps> yeah. Oh. oh my God, they took my idea. <laughs> but Elon Musk did. He did put Tesla, a Tesla plant in Reno. I mean, that's on the Nevada side. Did he? Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of people moved to Reno. I mean, they tried to uh, sell us the bill of goods that. Apple, Tesla, Google, Amazon, whatever, they shouldn't pay as much taxes because they're employing people and all this right. other bullshit. And yet Apple, Google, Amazon, blah, 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 have so many plants and whatever in China, Mexico, right. India. Right. Right. And right. like, it's egregious that we pay more taxes than they do. What should we do? Like, what's the right thing to do? Uh, we did it with Joe Biden. I mean, really, it's like we have to, we have to tax the rich and we have to, um, like Facebook, for example. Well, you guys should get off Facebook. We can start there. Are you guys ready to <laughs> get do off that? Of Facebook? Yeah. I'm not on Facebook and I'm not on Twitter and I'm, but I am on Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. But still, well, that's, oh, really that's good. good. That's good. That's really good. I, I, I love. I, I like I'm not Facebook. on anything but Grinder. Sometimes <laughs> depends on the mood, and then Instagram. That's it. That's good. I don't that's do impressive. TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. That's great. I mean, it's no hard. Facebook. Facebook would be a, a good thing to first just get rid of, you get know, your feet wet with. <laughs> it, you know, it's like Facebook or, or let's say even Amazon, they spend more in in their lobbyists than anyone, you know, so it's like they I control know. the government. I mean, you're one person, so it's like and I know and it's hard and it, it is hard. It's hard. Um, I never was not, on it, so it's easy it's, for me to act smug. But, but you should get off Facebook because, first of all, I don't want to see your ugly kids. And secondly, <laughs> now it's just like moms who don't understand the internet being like, well, this article, and it's like, with, you know, it's like an American flag or like a, an eagle. I'm like, clearly this is a Russian bot. Like, I yeah. mean, it's just yeah. like, yeah, people oh, don't oh, understand it's become, the internet. Yeah, it's become like a, 
breeding ground of trolls. So my stepdad's very anti-Amazon, like for those reasons. And it's not that hard to literally just source it from other places. Like it would take an extra 10 minutes of, and also maybe it would be good because then you'd put more thought into what you're ordering. Like Julie we went off. Went we in, made Julie yeah, get off Amazon. So she has impulse you do control problem. I am me too. I'm. I have impulse control, and so I need. I need more of a buffer from when we first went into the quarantine. I'm like, I'm gonna learn how to box, play piano, like <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm what? like, the, I'm like that too. I have an impulse uh, problem. I don't even know what this is. Like, this is all Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. You put that around your thighs. Amazon. And you. Plot, and you I can tell I you this: if you want to start somewhere, just from a from we sound like we have a, some similar issues i and she did order a boxing fucking thing what's that big thing that you punch well what's the one it was it was like really fucking expensive it's a big huge you like know ever heavy bag i got a big heavy bag you know did, big is heavy it the, bag. that and then it's delivered i, I, I bought one that together it was like jangling around i was like it's gonna fall through the window i used it two times i would i ordered enough equipment that i was basically just missing a receptionist i mean i could have opened up a gym <laughs> But you let me tell you something. I used it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's also how you. I was raised. But my mom is a, well. My mom is Italian and Mexican. But it's like she. Mm. I she taught me how to cook when I was young. She taught me how to do laundry before I was born. She <laughs> taught me how to clean. You know. So it's like when quarantine happened, I found out of my group of friends, which are all drag queens, that I was beyond prepared. Yeah, you I have was, life skills. I yes, I was like, okay, got it. I have to buy meats and frozen vegetables and this. So that, and cook my meals, pre-cook this, do that. You save money. Do that. And you know, I was just very prepared. I'm like, if I'm going to buy this, I only have this much space. I have to use this. I'm good at my money. That, that, that part of my life, I do, I would say, I would thank my mother for that. It was kind of coddled, I would say. <laughs> uh, I wasn't in that same boat. And I take full responsibility for that. And I'm responsible for all my actions. But yeah, I wasn't, I, my life I, I literally, weren't I literally popping. think my, I, my mom would, if my mom could have, she would have been like, here's how you change your own diaper. I mean, I was like, <laughs> That's you great. know, Italian kids. That's we gotta, we're, we gotta work, we're working. Well, we would say, yeah, Facebook so get our is Facebook. one. But then if, and, and Julie stopped Amazon and it, and it, I mean, literally, and I don't do Amazon Prime. I have impulse control and I despise fucking Amazon. None really? Of it, none of it works. A lot of it is knockoffs. A ton of it comes from China, which is, and it'd be fine. I don't care where it comes from if it worked. Even anything I'm talking about from vitamins to nail polish, a ton of stuff I've gotten, it's counterfeit. It's not real. And I'm like, I'm not going to keep doing this. Jeff Bezos can suck a hundred fucking pussies and get the fuck out of my fucking face. I have to say it's to remove them, like to remove Amazon, Facebook, and to remove these life suckers these toxic swamplands of buying and competition and what are people doing and what do i need and what am i gonna buy and i feel lonely i need to buy this or whatever (laughs) removing that stuff really does help help it helps you wake a little more up to your own life at least for me because i i have i do have impulse control problems i have a lot of i gotta tell you i'm a very spiritual i am spiritual when like my heart is open and this is i'm really taking this as a timely sign from the universe like i this is like speaking right to me right now because i just ordered i just ordered a 500 dollars infrared low emf sauna box (laughs) what (laughs) and i and i oh my i like messed up my girlfriend's car so i need to be paying her what does that mean i don't know it's like an infrared I, I could have gotten a sauna and oh, I could have gotten a cheaper one. Yeah, there's no way. Because my friend 
like works for them, but I just wanted this one and I just clicked it and then I <laughs> Yeah, you need to have it now. I mean the other thing is and, and you'll see too I without hate myself. No, and without Amazon, you learn to you relearn. I do need to wait for things. I need to maybe yeah. also I oh need to God. then think through if I need it. I then also maybe it it's worth paying a little extra for something that isn't going to fall apart. It's all it's all just knockoff shit. And if you really want it, you'll order it from somewhere. You'll go on fucking what's that place with the back massagers? Oh my god, sharper image. Um, okay, shifting gears. Where do you guys get your news from? My news, I watch. I do not watch CNN, Fox, or MSNBC. I watch PBS NewsHour mm. every day, and I watch local CBS News. And I have the New York Times app on my phone, but pretty much just for alerts and to see the coronavirus tick, like where, how, what percentage mm. we're at and what counties and whatever. But I don't necessarily read a lot of the articles. Fran Leibovitz had this great, um, I love Fran Leibovitz, by the way, and she was talking about how everything is about the writer, right? So like if a bomb goes off in Afghanistan, the article will start with like a dusty road in Afghanistan. She's like, by the third paragraph, you know, a bomb went off. She goes, the bomb is the news. Everything else is the right. So mm. I, I sit with her. So I really do just strip it down. I watch PBS NewsHour every day, local CBS News and maybe NBC Nightly News. Do you have full cable or? No, no I just watch it on YouTube. They post okay. it the next day on YouTube. That's great. Yeah. Emma, I've been, I watch, I just check CNN and I check it pretty impulsively. Like I check CNN all the time and then I, this, I mean, my mom will like kind of, I talk to my mom pretty regularly and she gives me the scoop, but that's obviously very filtered through a very, I mean, my mom's news is like, like, ugh, like Republicans and they don't care about the country and they, <laughs> so, but my girlfriend who's from Louisiana and her brother was, that was the first time I was exposed to hearing like people talking about conservatives in a way where it would literally be like this person who's a Republican did this and then it not be encased in, you know, I mean, my mom hates Republicans. She, <laughs> she hates them. She hated them when George Bush, like that's when she, so, so by Trump, she's so in the red for mm, hatred of yeah, them that yeah. it's, so I get it from my mom and then I CNN, but that's just me being kind of lazy. And then I'll listen to my girlfriend and her. Morning Joe, by the way, is no, so No, I don't like Rachel Maddow. Because oh, you get you get Mika who, this is Mika if you watch Morning Joe, ready? Yeah. This is just her, now Joe's, cause Joe's at that, the news! <laughs> so this is Mika, just watch, ready? <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're really starting um, to look like that, her. Uh, yeah, that is it. I'm truly not interested in, like, I'm even at a point in my life, you know, people were so, it's so ingrained as to, if someone says a Republican, hate them. They're the enemy, this and that. And it's just so divisive that right. I'm trying very, very hard. Nope. It's not easy nope. that when someone says I'm Republican for my response to not e meet them with hatred, to you know yeah. either ask questions or find common ground you know i've had fights with family members who voted for trump and it blows my mind but it's it, i think we i think we tend to dehumanize people based off our political affiliations and it's really hard when you're mm. a part of a group like we're all obviously minorities and most of our people's lives have been voted against and 
just, you know, it's not an easy stance to say, well, I can understand what you're saying because we simply don't. But, you know, I, I had a talk with a comedian and he was, t- he was talking about, I was talking about a family member of mine that we were arguing over politics. And he said, you know, watch how you argue with family members. My mother just passed away. And I would hate, if I could go back in time now, I would not have spent it talking to her about politics. Mm. And I thought that was very poignant because it is true. Because if I spend most of my time watching the news, taking in the hatred and then using that against people and projecting all of what the news told me they are onto them, then I've dehumanized them while dehumanizing myself. And we're not getting to the root of the problem. Yeah. Mm. No. If I had a different sucks. political view than my mom, I think she would make my life hell. I mean, just because she's so immersed and because it's, you know, the personal is political, but she's also so Im- the she lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and everybody that she's around is co-signing what she's saying. So I think it's some part of human nature is like to like if you demonize other people in a very black and white way, it makes you not have to like look in the gray. And at this point, it's just like, you know, if I said anything that seemed conservative she would be like it would just be it, they're just really intense about it so well, it prevents the conversation for sure that's yeah, why i was grateful sucks. for that i was grateful for that fly on mike pence's head because oh, it was the first time right. in four years we could finally laugh laugh right at right we could finally right. say it like this is so funny. He has pink eye and a fly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, he had pink the eye. The man's decaying. Decaying. Yeah. Exactly. Who did you want in the early primaries, like way before Super Tuesday, you know, when they were all on the debate I liked, stage? I liked Elizabeth Warren mm-hmm. a lot. I think Elizabeth Warren is incredibly smart, actually cares about her job, actually cares about people. And I think that the amount of misogyny and undermining that people threw at her for just being a woman who's smart was the fact that that's not a bigger issue that we're talking about daily about why are we you know if there was a a man who said the exact same things as elizabeth warren they'd be king of the world i mean forget the president you know competent smart women are often met with a lot of uh hesitation from bigoted usually men and women who have a lot of issues as well in any other time maybe we could have gotten a beto a warrant whatever but it just it's it's almost like the options the grocery stores are great but it's (laughs) we're throwing a dinner party for 50 people and maybe you want to do some really unique indian food or maybe you want to do some (laughs) sicilian fish dish but chicken is staring at you and you know they're all gonna eat fucking chicken and mashed potatoes and we Mm -hmm. all picked chicken and mashed potatoes and I would say Joe stepped up to the plate. A year ago, I would have been like, ah, he's weakened at Bernie's, but mm. he's, he's, he's very composed. He's very intelligent. He's very thoughtful. He's now surrounding himself with, I think, a lot of a diverse group of people. He is listening to his voters. He's trying to reflect the country the best he can. I, I would like to give him a shot and see how he's doing. I'm glad him and Kamala won, and I, I'm, I'm pr- pretty happy. Um, Elizabeth Warren actually really grew on me too because I I liked her and then there was some point I was watching some interview with her where I was like okay she's warmed up a lot like her she's much more the there's a warmth coming from her that hadn't been before which is like it's sexist I'm sure internalized sexism me even saying I'd be looking for that in a candidate but I did look for that in other candidates too because to me, it's not just warmth, it's also charisma, and charisma is what carries over to get people pumping. Like, So with Elizabeth yeah. Warren, I really liked her, but I was like, does she have the charisma to carry it over? 
and I wasn't sh- sure, but that I really liked her. My dad really liked I- Yang. The, that's the yeah. exotic Indian food you're talking about right there. It's like, give everybody a thousand bucks, bitch. <laughs> and then coronavirus <laughs> happened, and it's like, looks like he was right. Looks yeah. like he was on no, to right, something. Right. right. That's right. They and would I like kill to I... just give everyone 1,000. Yeah, exactly. Yep. What's gonna, I... What do you guys think is going to happen with coronavirus? Like, how is this all going to play well, out? Well, we were going to ask but... where you guys yeah. fall on the spectrum of that. We're all on board with the masks, obviously. Right. I don't believe in the virus. I don't believe in the masks. I don't be- Freedom! <laughs> Are you guys exactly. trying to responsibly socialize? Are you traveling? Like, all those things. I'll speak for someone who's been in New York the whole time. So we were hit hardest at first, and now we have the lowest amount. In the beginning, when it happened, we're all confused. I had coronavirus in March, and wow, um, I know. Well, gays, we love pandemics, but um, <laughs> I, I wear a mask every single day, and I work out in my mask. I, you know, it's like, it's not, it's, it's not like you're Darth Vader, like, <laughs> like it's a fucking grow up. And I just don't understand the anti-mask wearers. I just simply. Literally so many generate like my dad was drafted into Vietnam, like World War Two, like all the things that people were just forced to do for the, the good of the country. And now they're like, I can't wear a mask. <laughs> like we're Rome. We are ancient Rome. We've gotten too big for our britches and we think we're all great and the the foundation's starting to crack. I I'm just I'm in Grand Central clicking the Amazon bye 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 with no mask on coughing. No, I, I, I've traveled quite a bit, but the way that I approach the traveling, so I always wear a mask, and then what I'll do is, originally I would get tested three days before travel, then get tested for three days, then quarantine for three days, get tested, wait two days, and then go out. So I was doing it like that. And then there was some point where I, when I realized the test was only like 75 to 82% <laughs> accurate, where I started getting tested more. So when I was in New York, I, was, I can get tested for free the day of. The last time I was in New York when cases were spiking, I couldn't do that. What was getting Corona like? So I was performing in Phoenix and I started feeling not well. And I kept thinking like, huh, I wonder if this is because of, this is also like the week before everything really shut down, right? So we'd seen the videos of people in Italy, you know, the old man being like, I was in World War II, what's wrong with you people? You know, And then we see, just it just seemed like everyone was on a cruise. By the way, if you're on a cruise, you're simple. So people just on cruises, <laughs> yeah. just getting each other sick, sitting yeah. and eating bullshit. And, blah, blah. and so I flew, when I was flying back from Phoenix, the guy next to me on the plane was like, <laughs> like, just like, like dying. And I was also in first class. I was like, I'm furious, but, um, <laughs> I I got home and did not feel well. Woke up the next day like I was hit by a truck. Mm. Back aches, this and that. So I go to the city MD and they, you know, I wasn't used to seeing people in masks yet. So you walk in, everyone's in masks, wash your hands, blah, blah. And I go and I'm waiting for the doctor to come in. By the way, they had the lady typing in there, right? There's always someone typing. What are you typing? Who are right. you? I mean, <laughs> what I, fucking I, documents are you I, dealing with there? Literally, and and just write down gay sick. So but she she had like one ply thin mask on, and then the doctor comes in in a full hazmat suit. I mean, like looking like she was gonna go kill a hornet, kill a hornet. <laughs> so hornet. She's like she, a beekeeper. Right, exactly. So she comes in, you know, it's like that scene from ET, and she. <laughs> They, they give me the, the strep test, flu test, neither, neither. I had a fever. And she said to me, I'm 
being very serious with you right now. I think a lot of people in the city have it. We have no way of testing for it. Go home, stay home. So I went home, canceled all my spots at the cellar, canceled everything. And the the next day the city shut down. Ugh. And then two weeks, maybe a week later, I couldn't smell or taste anything. And I didn't know that that was a symptom yet. So I, I was cooking red sauce and I like could not taste it. Nothing, no taste. Literally, I would take like the, I have the like spices, right? Yeah, like, you motherfucker's Italian. I'm sure he's like, why is this not tasting like my quintessential <laughs> yes. sauce? My gravy or whatever the fuck. So I'm literally like smelling nothing. And then maybe three weeks later, New York Times came out wow. with an article. Biggest thing, mm. if you couldn't smell or taste, and then I had the antibodies. I took the antibody test in April, which I had to take two tests because once that I didn't, once that I did. But I think they were like not FDA approved or whatever. What were your symptoms for that first week? Your back hurt? Were your like my, glands the, swollen the, or? The worst back pains ever, just back mm. pains, just aching and back pains. Oh. And then in my nose, it was like a burning sensation in my huh. nose and just really weak fatigue. No respiratory problems though. Oh, no God. breathing problems, no heavy chest. Um, but I de definitely, I got very, very sick. It's just, it's the weirdest. It's, it's just so weird. The and then you don't have any lingering, cause some no. people have, a, now they have issues. Like they're one dealing thing. with a chronic condition. Right. One thing, one strange thing. Jif peanut butter tastes different to me. Really? Like what? Kind of chemically. I mean, rightfully so. It's all hydrogenated wow. oils. But like, <laughs> That's kind I used of a to gift. just like, I know, but I love just like oh, peanut butter. And it just. <laughs> that is a kind of a gift. I got to send you this too link good. to this seed butter that I found. And it's not no, like. No, I hate telling it all. You, it's good because I, I love a peanut butter moment. You open it up and it's sitting in its own cum. And then you got to <laughs> yeah. stir it. And then fuck this, it. This I want. This one is mm. very rich. Because I wouldn't even fuck with Skippy. I'm like really? Oh, Skippy's I'm, trash. Yeah, I'm Let's Jeff. I love Skippy. Yeah, Peter Jeff Pan and Skippy are trash. Yeah. <laughs> Number one mom approved Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Hopefully I can like cilantro again because I tasted, I, I, I have the genetic predisposition to not liking cilantro, which is weird because <laughs> I'm also Mexican. I should love it. But anyways, I hate cilantro. It tastes like soap to me. And then I finally, so that's why I don't get Chipotle because they put cilantro in their rice. So I had Chipotle for the first time a couple weeks ago and I didn't taste the bad cilantro soap hmm. taste. So I have to really try it again to see if I could taste it. Wow. Oh, cause that's when you'll know you have your full taste back. back. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you guys want to tell our 14 listeners where they control you and flirt Hell with you? Hell yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm on Facebook as Mariah Carey. <laughs> You can listen to mine and Emma's podcast called Inside the Closet. And you can follow us on Instagram. I'm Mateo Lane. And on Instagram, I'm at Emma Wilman. Two L's and two N's. And Mateo, is that two T's or one T? Two T's. It is spelled the Italian way. M-A-T-T-E-O. Does it, did anyone try to call you Matt growing up and you were like, uh-uh, honey, no. <laughs> I was today. called Matt for, yeah, for a long time. Matt, Matthew, Ma Mateo, or from Starbucks, Potato. Um, <laughs> potato Lane? Your, frap, <laughs> your frap's ready. That's potato right. Lane, no? That happened. Potato Lane. It literally happened. <laughs> I believe Matteo it. at open mics. Matteo. Matteo. Matteo all the time. Oh, I like Matteo. Yeah, Matteo. Matteo too. Well, thank yeah. you guys so much yeah, for doing you. this thank stupid you. podcast. Thank we you. had a lot Please, of fun. It was so fun. Yeah, we did. Thank Anytime. you so much. Bye. Bye, y'all. Now it's time for So There's That. 
this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of our piece of shit president who still has not conceded the diarrhea toilet Republicans who are acting like it's all fine and the Corona crazy culture war that Fox News is responsible for. She hates doing it. And even though we supposedly won the election and just got Kamala Harris in the White House and she's the so there's that for the next motherfucking decade. Mm It's going to be a long and grinding two months waiting for Trump to actually leave, as we can see by his tragic Fox News interview. (laughs) So we still need Julie to find the small rays of light shining through each pile of shit that Trump and his followers leave in their wake. So, meow, meow, since Don Jr. didn't die of the coronavirus, (laughs) do you even have a so there's that for this week? Aside from the rampant corona spikes, Trump pardoning Michael Flynn and his absolute cavalcade of lies and constant grifting for money, much like in Harry Potter, even if you oh, have great. to die. <laughs> great. It just goes to show you true love really will light the way or something like that. Now, if Trump is Voldemort and Biden is Harry Potter and Kamala Harris is Hermione, all of us Kamala are. Kamala Harris is definitely <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> all of us are awaiting our owls and we're about to be communally using our magic to destroy the evil that took over Hogwarts. And the feeling is lady heavy, baby. Now, none of what I just said made any sense except for Kamala Harris being Hermione and you being Ron Weasley. She is the best character in the series and Harry would have died and stayed dead without her and no one would have learned anything had she not been there. Did she really bring Harry Potter back to life? Technically, it's complicated. It's complicated, (laughs) but he, he, because of her, he figured it out. Now, in my opinion, I know my insanity (laughs) is hard to follow, but imagine the government, much like Harry Potter, has had to go through several deaths, crime, a constant undercurrent of evil, but the ebb and flow will always come back to a smart woman and the gentleman that allows her to have a job. So this week, President Josefina Baidalina named some of his cabinet nominees. And girl, she is not playing. My WAP almost just about fell out. Regardless of institutionalism, establishment, moderates, middle of the road, Washington, coastal elites, and whatever the fuck you need to dull, demean, and disregard how important this is, you do you, I'm into it. Biden has appointed or nominated the most diverse cabinet in this country's history. Women, people of color, and yes, there's still white men, but that's okay. There are white men living in the country. (laughs) And the guys he's appointed are basically his friends from the Obama administration. So let's just get into it. Now, I mean, we all have some white male friends lurking okay. and lording around it's our all lives. Right? <laughs> Listen, I love my dad, my brother. There's plenty. We love plenty of of I mean, white, wonderful of white men. Right. <laughs> These appointments are all senior level jobs. These are the people who are going to run the White House and the government, basically. So if you've never paid attention before or are sickened by what Trump has done to the White House, if nothing else, the stark contrast should get you very excited. So yes. The first round of appointees that he appointed were for the communications department. So if you that's where I go, here's where I throw my salt in everyone's game where I'm like, okay, the full 
the one full woman's thing has to be the fucking <laughs> yeah these bitches can talk let the bitches talk i'm like oh, God. well not only are they talking but they're in control of what is the perception of the office of like all when of I the go, offices can i they're be PR. a part of it they're and PR. they're like you can be in the marketing department like, no <laughs> i want to do like something important i want to be a senior aide or i want to do yeah treasury but well, no, yes, well, Treasury is a I woman. Know, that's the one. That's but true. it's like, I'm not trying to be in goddamn PR, but okay. That's true. I like to look at it as not just PR, but also these women are also senior aides. Not for nothing. Publicity, marketing, communications, they are total badass skills. All of the women that are there are incredible communicators. They are top notch communications is a very as we've seen from the last four years not everyone can do it it is a very hard job they they turn and burn these jobs are 24 7 and they're not just the person who stands at the podium they are controlling all of the branding and yeah it's not even just that but they're also dealing it's with all the how op- it's all the optics i wanted to start with this because it's the first full-fledged group that we have and it was the first one that he appointed and then just in the last sort of 24 hours we got the whole sort of economic team and there's of a course, lot of there's the intelligence in stuff yeah. and there's a lot of women in that so okay so i just want to explain to you who the communications team is so we know who's going to be talking and who's doing what and whatever so we've got kate beddingfield kate natasha beddingfield <laughs> who's the white house communications director that's the main that's, that's the like top sarah wop. huckabee sanders that's the her boss oh so okay sarah, so we don't even see her really we won't really see her but that's right and she was an associate communications director at the white house where she managed communications planning around the administration's priorities blah 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 she was deputy what, director obama i believe yes then we go to jen saki who is going to be our new kaylee mcinney or and she's the one that looks like a beyond yeah i love how bitchy she looks and she's the press secretary old jen worked for obama as communications director and like a ton of other shit now she's going to be saying like jim fuck off jim fuck off all them now no one of course will ever live up to sean spicer and hellmouth huckabee but i think <laughs> she might be able to We've got Ashley Etienne, who will serve as communications director for the vice president. Oh, she gets to do Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. Now, Ashley was the former communications director and senior advisor to Nance Pelosi. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-oh. Wow. Actually, Ashley is really coming through Uh with the clutch jobs, isn't she? She sure is. How dare she get near Nance Pelosi? I know. Now, we've got two very, what I consider to be very... um, famous faces at this point we've got simone sanders who we see all the time on msnbc she's now the senior advisor and chief spokesperson for kamala harris dare i say that i want to say this she was national press secretary for bernie sanders campaign in 2016 and then she was um major in his last campaign right i thought she was his campaign manager yes now i could get real deep into this but i just want to say to everyone get on board Simone Sanders did. Oh, like, don't be holding on to your Bernie flag with your fucking dried up fucking dick. (laughs) Exactly. Look at Simone Sanders and fucking get into it, motherfucker. Get on board. Okay. She did. We've got Corinne Jean-Pierre. There she is, honey. Bodyguard to the stars. Principal (laughs) deputy press secretary. I don't know what that means. No idea. But I know she gay. And you'll remember her (laughs) from the historic standoff where she gallantly laid down her life for Kamala Harris. Oh, I mean, she is just top of the pops. Top of the elite. 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 
Uh, and there's Elizabeth Alexander, who will serve as communications director for first partner, Dr. Jill Biden. <laughs> and you know what? Jill Biden needs a star, too. But Liz is a very distinguished professor. She was a poet. The, the Her her credentials are... Oh, they're are, just going to be all on teacher's moments. Like, yes. just like, professor to professor, yes. girl. Yes. Professor's time. Yes. Professor's corner. All these women are senior advisors. That's the thing. So there's going to be like, that looks like shit. Don't say that. Don't do that. Or right. they're going to be spinning and doing it. Po- doing it the way the right. ladies fucking do it. And they're going to be talking their shit. <laughs> That's right. Right. shading everyone and being like get the fuck out of my fucking face and, and just imagine every quote that comes out of the white house for the next four years will be by a woman so this is that That's is hot. that is also quite groundbreaking that. now this shit is fire not only is the communications team whopping up the boulevard but biden has nominated an incredibly diverse economic team as well as nominated his very very close inner circle to include a woman who will be in charge of the entire intelligence Right, which we talked about last week. It's pretty powerful and I think profound when people do work with their inner circle because that means there's just going to be a synergy there. Mm -hmm. And I think we've heard just from our time doing this podcast that including John McCain, where a lot of times when you go against your instincts and you take people for whatever image you want to do or whatever just works best with the optics, it can just fire. It can backfire on you when you work with your inner right. circle. You just you have you have a like minded goal. You speak a language yep. with each other, and I think the synergy can be really profound in in, in terms of change. I wholeheartedly agree. He's got Janet Yellen, who's going to be heading up the Treasury Department. When you look at the economic nominees and who he wants to appoint, we've got an African-American male, an African-American female, an East Asian female. We're just at a point where we've never seen this much diversity before in such senior positions. And I think it's very exciting. Their resumes and experience literally made me shed a fucking tear. And I am really pissed at the naysayers and salt throwers. And I'm looking at you, Joe Clyburn and Marianne Williamson. <laughs> and I mean, Marianne, seriously? Just look at her Twitter. And I'm not hearing it. I'm not having it. Now, it certainly remains to be seen what any of these people will do. And we are here to keep the mirror reflecting and the spotlight shining on the bullshit. <laughs> the mirror reflecting. <laughs> okay. That's right. The mirror fucking has two faces and we're reflecting it, motherfucker. That's right. The mirror has two faces and it's called Barbara Streisand. <laughs> but in this transition and during a time when we have very little to be excited about and very few people to believe in, I choose to believe we cannot change anything if we sit here and constantly eat our own. The Democrats are so good at it. Liberals, lefties, Bernie bros, whatever. I know. I'm the sorry I said that stuff about communications. No, it's... Man, man. There's a... There's important things to point out and to just be aware of. You're we, right, we're though. not just You're we're right, not though. just gonna I'm not gonna suck a dick and go, is that a lollipop? <laughs> I'm not. So let's all know what we're eating and drinking and what we're looking at. We wanna know. Okay. The constant vacuum of internal finger pointing, shaming, and general bitter, sexist, white privileged, and male privileged bullshit is not gonna fly. We have got to start being part of the change. And even if that means our thoughts. Our faith, our belief has got to just try and turn this universal, disgusting energy in the opposite direction. So far, this president and vice president are nominating and appointing more women and people of color to offices of high power that could potentially change the direction of this country and possibly of each of our lives. So so let's try and help them. Let's activate ourselves and put Trump and Trumpism, and I'm sorry, but 
Republicans, at least for now, in the garbage. <laughs> and right now, our power is the power of our thoughts and our beliefs and what's actually happening. And what's actually, actually happening is we have women finally in key and important roles in running this country. And how we respond and react could be the difference between sailing and sinking. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Pandemic Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much and we are so grateful for all 14 of you, especially now. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week and $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour and they can definitely be hit or miss as far as content, especially here lately. Wow. <laughs> um, but there's no ads, no politics, and best of all, there's no pressure to join the Patreon. As life gets crazy and messy, so do the Patreons. <laughs> right, Meow Meow? Mm -hmm, so unstable mm -hmm. right now. You never know what the fuck you're going to get. We never know what the fuck we're going to do. But hey, Maybe you'll find it soothing to listen to something with no structure or consistency. Or if nothing else, you will be distracted from your own life thinking about how annoying and insufferable <laughs> and tone deaf we are. If you want to try it out, we have a free episode for you to listen to so you don't have to subscribe before you know if you're going to even like it. Just go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and scroll all the way down the podcast until you get to the episode from September 11th, 2019. That episode is unlocked and free. All you have to do is press the play button. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please leave us a review if you haven't yet. We need it to look like we have more than 14 listeners when we're trying to book guests. It is so hard to get the baller politicians on this shit. We need you guys to help us. Literally, all you have to do is press the star button. You don't even have to write anything. But if you do write something, we'll probably read it on this podcast. Yes, like this one from Kurt T. Kurt underscore T-Y. Mm. Power Puffs, five stars. My favorite drug lord speaking truth to power. See how easy that is? Mm. Meow, meow. My favorite drug lord speaking truth to power. Perfection. I just, Perfection. speaking of Power Puffs, my chest puffed right up. I was like, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Or this one by E. Water. Amazing. Five stars. Having heard every political podcast, this is the best by far. Absolutely hysterical, oddly smart, slightly concerning, and extremely underrated. Also, they land amazing guests. Oh. I know. Okay. Oh. So now, normally we love a Patreon marketing moment, but E Water took it to another level by going in there and actually trying to trick people looking for a real podcast to listen to. Well fucking done, E-Water. Seriously. Yes, I also love the one from Honora Rodriguez who simply said, Suvi and Zinnia love these two queens. Hashtag Obama cooties. It's so meta. And also becomes an intriguing sell for the potential guests who may be comment creeping. Like, for example, Paris Hilton's booker did just turn us down. But if Paris herself had seen Honora's comment, she might have been intrigued and taken with Suvi and Zinnia, who sound like mythical gods, and then therefore intrigued by us, who are queens. See how she did that? Don't you think? Paris! I mean, literally, Paris Hilton, if she saw that, I know for a fucking fact, would be like, I'll do it. That's hot. <laughs> but... I still was 
beyond fucking shook that they even emailed us back to turn us down. I was like, well done, Meow Meow, you and E-Water. <laughs> uh, it's just the nuance. And by the way, Suvi and Zinnia are mythical gods. They are my <laughs> mythical babies. Like, I'm hoping one day Anora DMs me and says, I don't know how to tell you this, but <laughs> Suvi and Zinnia are yours. <laughs> You're a late in life father. And then I'll be like, I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I can dream. I'm going to dream. <laughs> Until then, possible. I believe that they will get us Listen, Paris Hilton. That's like what it, those it, little that, mythical angels will get us Paris Hilton on this gotta podcast. Just got to start believing. Just got to start believing. Okay? <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And shit talky. Paris, call <laughs> us. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful hand in hand he's just a little broad dime because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain Is really to blame so I'll remove the cause. 
<laughs> but not the symptom. 